TwoQuestions.tv. Brief questions, deep knowledge for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Hi, and welcome to TwoQuestions.tv. I'm your host, Susan Barantini Mo, and you guys know I've been looking forward to today. I told you last Friday, I even did jazz hands. I was so excited about today's interview. Today, my guest is Dr. John Day. He's a cardiologist and medical director of Heart Rhythm Specialists at Intermountain Medical Center in Salt Lake City, Utah. He received his medical degree from Johns Hopkins University and completed his cardiology training at Stanford University. Dr. Day has published more than 100 studies and gives lectures throughout the world on various heart topics, and he is the author of this book, The Longevity Plan, which you guys know, I was like, oh this book. I love it so much. All right. So we're going to really dive into it. So Dr. Day, thank you so much for joining me. I'm super excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's uh, it's a, it's a pleasure. Well, um, as I said, I'm, I, I, when we were talking before we hit the record button, I'm kind of fangirling on this whole thing because this is a really life-changing book. So, um, and also I wanted to make sure I told you, um, we actually tried longevity soup. <laughs> How did it go? You know what? I thought I was not going to lie. We both kind of, my husband and I were both like, I don't know. And my husband is the guy who like, if you put spinach in his smoothie, there's going to be trouble. Like he, you, I have to camouflage it big time, but right, he, right. he, we used spinach and you know, I'm not going to tell them you have to buy the book to get the recipe people. But, um, but it, it was very easy to make and we were both surprised. We did not hate it. It was actually quite nice. And we agreed we could probably have it once a week. So we're going to, we're going to go wow. for it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. And that's great. I mean, you can substitute in spinach or kale. Um, you don't have to, it's, it's whatever you want to make of it. And that's the beauty of it. Well, I did find pumpkin greens at my local, we have a, an international grocery and they had them, but they looked suspicious. Like they were a little on the ugly side of ripe. So I wasn't sure about that. Maybe next year we'll grow some pumpkins and use our own pumpkin. Perfect. Even better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, the book again, this is the book. All right. So, um, the book is, is super comprehensive and, and it has some really fantastic tips on taking the lessons of longevity village and applying them to an American or Western way of life. Um, and, and so what I think I know the answer to this, but what would you say is probably the best and perhaps most important place to start for someone who, looks at this book, reads the book, and maybe feels a little overwhelmed by, wow, there's so much I could do here. What's the best, like maybe three things someone could do to get started? You know, I think the, the best way to get started is, um, first of all, is, is to come at it with the right frame of mind. And the right frame of mind is one that our DNA is not our destiny. Regardless of what medical conditions may run in your family, what you've suffered from, that's not your destiny and that there is control and studies show that by living ways we can turn on the good genes, turn off the bad genes, we can reshape our medical future, we can reshape our health, our happiness and our longevity. So I think that's first, is to come at it with an open mind. As far as where do you tackle, yes, it is comprehensive. We cover <laughs> all aspects of a holistic approach to yeah. healthy living. And it might, it's possible, it could seem a bit overwhelming, but I would challenge the readers to look at it as where are you struggling? What's the one thing, the one thing you're most in need of? 
If you're already exercising every day, you live a physically active life, then that section may not be where you need to focus. If you're in a high intense, high stress job, then maybe some of the chapters on mindfulness might be more where you need to start. Or if you're eating the standard American diet, then maybe chapter one, eating real food, was probably where you need to start. And then just take it one step at a time. There's no rush here. And it's the stories from the village and everything that's there uh, really shows rather than tell what life could be like um, when basically we just get out of the way and let our bodies function the way they were designed to function. You know, that's a really interesting, by the, by the way, are you, are you on your, your treadmill desk right now? No, you'd, I'd be bouncing up and down and there'd be too much background noise, but I can yes. tell you've read the book. Well, I'll tell you, um, I'm actually standing on my treadmill desk. Um, my husband built a desk for me to go on and we sort of, you know, jerry-rigged it. And it's, I stand on it to do my interviews because it keeps me a lot more energetic. And my, my first interview, I was sitting and I, I noticed a difference in energy. So standing definitely helps. <laughs> definitely. I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. Well, so, so you mentioned a really interesting point, I think, when you talked about being in the right mindset and kind of getting your head in the right space, because clearly society has some really strong messaging around aging. Literally, um, I hear, uh, my husband and I go to eat dinner with my dad and my stepmom every week, and my dad is 84. And I hear, you know, he's, he's pretty healthy, you know, when I, when I kind of compare the ideas in the book to the way he lives, other than chapter one, I would say he does pretty well with most of these things. <laughs> but, um, but, but I hear a lot of messaging from my family as well as a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm in Indiana. I think it's a very Midwestern idea. Maybe right, it's a, right. a, an American idea, but, but the concept like it's awful to get old or this is just what happens when you get old. And, and every time I've ever heard those things, I found within myself like this, screaming rejection of that idea Absolutely. and that getting old has to be awful and that you, it, life goes downhill and it's all downhill from here. And, and in the book, you talk about the longevity mindset and because so many other things were very, very clearly spelled out, like, here's how you can do this. But if this doesn't work, you could do that. And I, I wanted more on the longevity mindset because for me personally, that's the hardest thing really to combat is the messaging around aging and facing facing aging with wellness and vitality and and this longevity mindset could you talk a little bit about how can we internally combat that concept that it's awful to get old and this is what happens when you get how do we combat that when that's something that many of us are surrounded with all the time because i think that's perhaps you know being being surrounded by you know unhealthy foods and all those things, that can be challenging. Um, but I think right. it probably starts with the mindset that that's kind of a, a, a socialized piece that's almost impossible to escape. How do we combat that? So that's a great point. And as a lead into that, I wanna just, I almost wonder, not wonder, I, I, I firmly believe that we have this, this concept of aging in the US that it's, it's like a nocebo effect. We've all yeah. heard of the placebo effect. Yes. You think something is going to make you healthy, strong, whatever, and it does. Um, but the nocebo effect is the exact opposite. If you are convinced 
that your body's going to fall apart, you're going to feel awful, and life is going to go downhill after, pick your number, after age 40, 50, 60, whatever number right. you want to pick. Guess what? It will. And <laughs> it's, it's really a powerful effect. And studies show that if you have this nocebo effect to aging, then yes, you're going to get all of these age-related complications and et cetera. It doesn't have to be that way. And that was probably one of the most eye-opening moments uh, when we were living there in this village. Um, or the biggest aha is it doesn't have to be that way. Every single centenarian that we met with, and we met with a lot of them, they all told us that they were living the best years of their lives, that they were looking forward to every day, each new year which is quite opposite. We're here in the U.S. Yeah. Every birthday seems to be, you know, it's almost depressing. Oh my gosh, I'm a year older. I'm <laughs> falling apart. But I would challenge it. It doesn't have to be that way. We can live strong, healthy, vibrant lives right up until the end. And there are examples of these. People in their hundreds that are running marathons, that are scaling high mountain peaks. It doesn't have to be that way. It's really our mindset. And when it comes to medical science, they've shown the same thing. Your views on aging can affect whether you age seven and a half years faster or slower. So our concept on aging, if you feel, if you embrace the aging, if you look to the wisdom and what you can gain from it, life will continue to be rich, happy, exhilarating, then the way that those thoughts are translated down to the cellular level is you're roughly seven and a half years younger than if you took the opposite view. So it really can change even down to the cellular level, the way our body functions and the aging process. That's incredible. That's incredible. I feel like we need more, you know, there's, there's a show um, that Steve Harvey has been doing with, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, um, uh, he's, he, he takes kind of old, older people and shows them doing okay. miraculous and amazing things. And, you know, everyone's like, wow. And he keeps saying things when he watches them do these things. He keeps saying, I got to get my life together. And, <laughs> and that's what I thought when I read your book. I thought, oh my gosh, I got to get my life together. <laughs> no, no, no. And we try to, you know, when, it, when you boil it right down, it's not that complex. It's, it's really the opposite. It's, it's all about simplicity, just like right. that longevity soup. It's simplifying our lives to achieve the most. And in this case, less is more. Yeah. And maybe the answer isn't that I have to do all these things to achieve health, happiness, and longevity. Maybe it's just that we need to stop doing so much. Yeah, yeah. Man, I got to tell you, this interview makes me wish it was 12questions.tv. <laughs> <laughs> this happens. Um, I, I created two questions.tv to kind of corral and, and, you know, simplify, but at the right. same time, there's so much more I want to ask you, but I don't get to, I hope you'll come back. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It's All been a right. lot of fun. Great. Well, listen, those of you who are watching, if you like this and you think Dr. John Day is as awesome as I do and you want to read his book, give us a thumbs up and don't forget to subscribe for more great interviews like this. Thanks for watching and we'll see you next time. This has been twoquestions.tv. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, learn more about the show, the guests, and our host, Susan Barancini-Mo, visit us at www.twoquestions.tv.